0: Hey everybody, and welcome to the Atlas Podcast, episode 97. My name is Matt Rodriguez, the owner and chief editor of ShakeFire.com.
1: And I'm Mike McKinney, a blast one to lead the theater.com and ATLCW.tv. And once again, we're missing Emma.
0: <laughs> yes we are missing emma and unfortunately it's not because she is on some wondrous trip or doing something amazing she's actually out sick um you as you know we were out both Emma and i were in san diego last week and then basically right when she got back she turned around and went to chicago for walker stalker con and so you know Just from all the craziness of travel and everything, she's gotten sick. So she is out this week, so you're stuck with Mike and I for another week. No
1: Emma and no Fozzie.
0: No Fozzie. But we got some good stuff coming up for you today. And we're going to kick things off with a preview of what all three of us will be doing for the next 10 days. We got the Atlanta Film Festival coming up so um yeah that kicks off actually the day before you're listening to this podcast they got some some georgia documentary shorts and narrative shorts that are debuting and then things really kick into high gear um today friday so um if you're in the atlanta area this is definitely something you are going to want to check out this weekend um Mike, what are you most excited to, to see?
1: Well, uh, this is, this is the, probably the strongest lineup they've ever had. Um, uh, they're doing some really neat things. Um, they're doing a 25th anniversary presentation of Jurassic Park at the Fernbank Museum. That's going to be on Sunday, April 15th. Um, also on Sunday, April 15th is Tully, which is the new Jason Reitman, Diablo Cody film. Um, that I'm really looking forward to that. Um, there's some cool documentaries. There's a documentary on Maynard um, Jackson, uh, the mayor of Atlanta, um, that is getting a lot of buzz. But the one I'm most excited for is the documentary about, um, uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Uh, it's mm-hmm. called Won't You Be My Neighbor? And I'm really looking forward to that. It's gotten some great buzz. Yeah, How about you, Matt?
0: No, yeah, I'm, I agree with you. This is the most impressive year I've seen because like, there are so many movies that I want to see and that I know I'm not going to be able to watch them all. Um, I'm actually now excited for American Animals. Um, that's a movie that the trailer just got released this week, and what stood out to me was this is the first movie that um, MoviePass bought. So um, they bought it, I think it was at Sundance, where they purchased it, because MoviePass is now moving into the whole uh, movie studio venture kind of thing. With what money? I don't know. But, um, but yeah, this is like their first movie, their studio movie. So um, it's basically like this teenage heist movie. And that's going to be playing at, the, plaza, or at um, the Woodruff Arts Center, actually on uh, saturday april 14th at uh 9 45 p.m so um i'm i'm excited to see that um one of the cool things that they're doing this year is um they're doing a bunch of master classes so um jason reitman is going to be doing a master class um uh what's her name um uh, amber nash from um archer, archer. She's going to be doing a master class. Um, there are a couple of others who are doing master classes, and so like, if you're an aspiring filmmaker or just love film, like those are really cool to attend. I know what was it? A couple of years ago, we did a we attended a master class um, with um, oh my god, what's his name? William from H Macy. Uh, yeah, William H Macy, Macy from Shameless and stuff. And yeah, and so,
1: I think it was like three years ago. Uh, James Pondholz uh, did a ma- the director. of... Yeah did a a masterclass that was really cool to go to. Um, And besides besides the masterclasses, they also have creative conference um, work with workshops, panels. Um, If you want to get into the film business, like be a PA or be uh, anything else in the business, this is the time to go. Go to the Atlanta Film Festival and go to the workshops because they will have people that are actually working in the business, guiding along what you need to do to get into the film business here in Georgia
0: or just just go to the film lounge because that's you know at the Highland Ballroom the film lounge like they have like a happy hour pretty much every day and you know who knows who you'll meet there because a lot of the filmmakers and people involved with the film will just go there and just hang out and so you might just run into somebody and just spark up a conversation it's really cool and really like low-key like everybody is super friendly so
1: Yeah, and that's the great thing about the film festival, is especially the Atlanta Film Festival, they bring a lot of the filmmakers to the festival. So if you are an aspiring filmmaker or just a fan of film, this is a chance to actually talk to filmmakers. And if you're thinking about doing a film, talk to these people because that's the way they learned. They went to film festivals and they talked to other people. And it's just a it's just a great time and it's it's so much fun. We always have a blast. Um, and we're going to a couple of parties also, so yeah. that's always fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, and we'll be doing some red carpets too, so we'll be doing that. Um, I know I'm going to be actually uh, interviewing some filmmakers. for the, There's a, a puppet film coming out called Yamasong, March of the Hollows, and I'm going to be actually interviewing the director and one of the um, executive producers of the film for that. So, um, so yeah, we're going to have a lot of content from the Atlanta Fist Film Festival coming up in the coming weeks. So be on the sure to look out for that. Moving right along. Next, we have the box office report. Uh, Mike, you want to
1: take care of that? Yeah. So we had predicted A Quiet Place would... Would do well, but we didn't think it would do in the fifteen million dollar range. Which I is, don't
0: think anybody predicted it nope,
1: would do that well. No, nope. I mean it's what it's the um,
0: what is the Sec- second highest film debut, I believe, of the year.
1: Right behind and, Black Panther, and it's <laughs> the it's the for a first time filmmaker it's the it's the highest um, made uh, for, for for opening weekend. Um, so Quiet Place did fifty million. Uh, ready. What do you mean,
0: first-time filmmakers? Yeah,
1: first-time filmmakers. Yeah.
0: What? No, like, what do you mean? Uh, John John Krasinski's directed before.
1: Well, maybe I'm reading. I, I know I read something. Maybe it was uh, maybe it's a first-time horror filmmaker. Mm. You know, I was at horror for the first time. Um, ready Player One came in number two, so it's still doing rather well at 246 The comedy blockers, which both Matt and I, well, I enjoyed a great deal. I don't remember. Did you enjoy it? No, I
0: I haven't seen. Oh, you haven't seen
1: this, right? So I I was was in San Diego. If you like, uh, if you like um, raunchy uh, comedy, um, it's funny from start to end. It's really good. It was. It came in at twenty point five. Number four, Black Panther, still moving along. Uh, Yeah,
0: no, it's it's funny because um, I saw Black Panther again. Over the weekend. Um, I went with a friend, Doug, actually, who, who's who been mentioned on this podcast a couple of times. He hadn't seen it. He was one of the few people in the world who had yet to see Black Panther. And so, you know, we went to go see it. It was, a, I think it was like a Saturday evening screening that we went to. And we expected it to be like, okay, we'll have no trouble finding seats, whatever. But, like, we get there a couple minutes before it starts. And the theater is packed. Like, it is practically sold out. We had to sit in the second row. Like, and this is in its, what, like, seventh, eighth week of release? Like, it is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Like, I did not expect that, to be honest.
1: Yep. And uh, rounding out the top five, Tyler Perry's uh, Acrimony came in at eight million. Uh, We had two other new films. Uh, Chappaquiddick came in number seven. Um, at 5.7, and then The Miracle Season, which wasn't in as many theaters as the rest of the films, uh, came in number 11 with uh, 3.9 million. Um, Isle of Dogs um, added some screens, added about 400 screens, so Isle of Dogs made it in the top 10 at number 10 at $4.5 million. And that's another movie that I, I really recommend. Matt, as we found out, <laughs> is dead inside and didn't, oh. didn't like it that much.
0: But, didn't, uh, didn't, isn't that what we predicted? That Isle of Dogs would make it into the top ten this week. Yep. Didn't
1: we say that last week? Yep. We did. So yeah. There's your uh, there's your weekend I, box office. I dominated. just
0: recently found out that Isle of Dogs sounds like I love dogs. <laughs> like, and that that honestly blew my mind. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, that's really cool. It still doesn't change my opinion about the film, but but yeah. So predictions for this weekend you know we got two relative two new releases one relatively bigger than the other we got rampage and truth or dare those are the two big releases what do you what do you think is going to happen mike
1: uh, a- rampage i think will be number one um it's not going to do 50 million um it'll do probably what we we thought um we thought a. Of- um, a Quiet Place A Quiet Place to do with around 35 million um, I think A Quiet Place Because it's getting Such great word of mouth Will come in number two And then Ready Player One Will be coming in number three Because I think people are still Going to see it again Just to see all the All the uh, uh, Stuff that's in it um, And then yeah. Truth or Dare Will come in like fourth or fifth So it either be Blockers Or Truth or Dare So
0: Gotcha yeah, I I saw I finally saw a Quiet Place, and like you and Emma said, it is amazing. I loved it. It was so good.
1: How was um, how was the audience?
0: It was it was good. The uh, you know the theater was pretty full when I saw it, but um yeah everybody everybody was quiet. Um, not much sound from the audience. So you know I wish if only they could be like that for every other <laughs> movie. That would be wonderful.
1: Yeah, we had a we had a screening uh, the other night where uh, two women were sitting next to me, and they had to make a comment about every scene, and it's just it was nonstop. It was almost like they were doing a uh, um, uh, what's it called when on, on the, the, the mystery mystery science theater three thousand. No, well, no, it was there was <laughs> more. There. It was more talking about the film itself. And so, it's more like a, a commentary on a DVD, you know, where the director is, is making yeah. comments. Because they, they would not shut up.
0: Only you don't care what they have to say. No.
1: <laughs> Did, do not.
0: Yeah. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I'm curious to see what A Quiet Place does this weekend. Because, yeah, I think it'll have a great word of mouth. And I think it'll have a pretty low drop percentage. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's jump into our reviews then. Um going to start off with Truth or Dare, which I saw, and Mike I, didn't see. I did not see it. I saw a movie that Mike didn't <laughs> see. Oh, my God. When was the last time that happened?
1: <laughs> it's pretty rare.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so, Truth or Dare, as the name suggests, it's a horror movie that's revolves around the game. Basically, a group of friends, they go to Mexico on spring break, and they visit this abandoned church missionary kind of place that um, they decide to play a game of Truth or Dare, and it turns out that the game is possessed by this spirit who basically, basically you have to do Truth or dare, and you have to either say the truth or actually do the dare. And if you don't do either of those, then the game kills you. And so they're trying to figure out what is going on and how to stop this game from killing everybody. Um, All the while, they're still playing this game and it basically it keeps evolving. It keeps getting smarter and keeps it basically reveals everybody's like darkest secrets or fears in order to get them to either lie or not do the dare to kill them. And so, yeah, that's, that's truth or dare.
1: All right. So, um, how much eye rolling in this movie?
0: There's a lot of eye rolling. (laughs) (laughs) I will say not as much as rampage, but there is a lot of eye rolling. Um, there's not a lot of horror it's not it's not that really scary of a movie um, it's just especially some of the some of the truths and dares that the the demon asks of everybody are kind of like ridiculous and like it tries to play it up seriously the film but they don't work and so it's just kind of you're laughing a lot. At some of the scenes because they're just ridiculous like at one point one of the girls is asked to um, have sex with the guy and so like it's just really obscure and then of course at the beginning there's this one character one of the friends who is like the, the epitome of the frat frat bro kind of college fraternity lifestyle and he's just so annoying and you're rolling your eyes at him so much and thankfully he's he's the first to go <laughs> in the game i think I think the film knew that, and so they killed him off first which was which was good <laughs> but um it's yeah there's a lot of eye rolling
1: so how bored were you?
0: I was a little bored, less bored than I was expecting. I was expecting this movie to be just absolutely horrible, and to be honest, it was okay um it's not the greatest of horror movies. Like I said, it wasn't that scary, but I just, it actually kept my attention with the truth or dare game and the way it builds. And like as terrible as some of the truths or dares are, some of them are actually pretty good. And I like, I like the way how it, convinces everybody to keep playing this game and like it's actually kind of smart in some ways in how it goes about making these teenagers continue to play the game so I was a little bored because it does follow some stereotypical horse horror tropes but um, it was alright actually <laughs> truth be told
1: so best and worst performance
0: honestly that one's really hard because there are a lot of them like nobody really stood out as the best and nobody stood out as the worst everybody is very middle ground just generic horror teenagers you know Um, Lucy Hale plays Olivia and she's like the main she's the lead of the film and so, like, she definitely gets the most screen time. So, like, I guess she's the most memorable. But, um, like, nothing stood out as particularly impressive.
1: Okay, so overall, what would you give the rating? Overall,
0: um, it's not a great movie. Um, as I said, it's not that scary. But... I was entertained by by the game itself. So um, I'm going to give it a solid 2.5, you know, right in the middle. So the at, at with a small little L. Um, It's not, you know, this is done by uh, Blumhouse. So like, you know, they're, they're putting out these horror, these low budget horror films all the time. And like, it's not their best. But I wouldn't say it's their worst either. You know, they've—it's very middle ground. Um, yeah. So, giving it the two point (sighs) five. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Moving on. Next we have Rampage, based on the—I don't—I don't even know if I would say immensely popular. Just based on the video game.
1: I think memorable uh, might because I've talked memorable. to a lot of people that remember the game. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that, that's Although I talked to
0: was it I talked to somebody who said they had never played the game.
1: Why? Well, I I've never actually, I've never played it. Never but played I don't play game? games. So
0: But that's like it's an old school arcade game like I don't know. It's like it's like Pac-Man. It's in the same league as Pac-Man, I would say. Like Pac-Man and Rampage, like those are the classic Arcade games no have you played you've played pac-man right
1: yeah I played Pac-man but um, no, I didn't play something like this
0: okay all right well why don't you introduce us to people like you who have no idea what rampage is <laughs> well um, played it
1: <laughs> <laughs> so um, the the rock uh, Dwayne Johnson um, he's a primatologist um, and he has Rescued a albino ape from poachers many years ago, and has a bond with him. Uh, the The ape's name is George, and they communicate through sign language. Um, and George is a very uh, intelligent gorilla, um, and um, also has a very uh, has a sense of humor and really cares about um, Davis. The the Dwayne Johnson character. Um, it's this this movie. It's really <laughs> hard to explain because it's such it's such a goofy premise. But anyway, there's a company that is doing experiments in space um, with this serum that was developed in the 90s to try to cure diseases, and they realized that because it could change DNA, that it could become a weapon of mass destruction. So they're doing this stuff in space to get away from everybody. Um, Things go horribly wrong. Uh, The serum is put into an escape pod by an astronaut, but the escape pod um, burns up in re-entry. The serums land in various areas of the United States, and one of the areas is the zoo that George is at, and he... um, inhales the serum when investigating the crash and um it starts having an effect on him of uh, having him grow in size and also his his uh, temper starts ramping up and there are some other animals that also uh, go the same fate there's a, a wolf and an alligator and um that's about all i want to give away um and then they go on a rampage. And then they go on a rampage, exactly.
0: Yeah. And um, I mean.
1: so uh, Dwayne Johnson teams up with a scientist played by Naomi Harris to try to stop them. And the government gets involved and the evil corporation gets involved. And it's mayhem with a bunch <laughs> of buildings being destroyed.
0: Yeah. Just like the video game. Yeah. So... Um, how bored were you during this? I
1: was bored a lot. <laughs> um, this, this, um, I've in my review, I say that this this film. Well, first off, my father, who was a playwright, always said that if you saw more than two writers on a screenplay, that that movie's probably going to have a bunch of problems. And boy, this one does. It it feels like a, a kid, like a five year old kid, was playing with a bunch of toys and then said hey, that would make a great movie, and then writes the movie, writes the script, because the dialogue in this movie is horrible. There are long lulls in the action in this movie where they just sit around and discuss things on how they're going to stop them. Um, it's just, uh, and it, everything is kind of stereotyped. You know, the, Dwayne Johnson is the guy that gets along better with animals than with people. Um Amy Harris is this renegade doctor who tried to save her her brother with the serum. Um, um, Malin Ackerman is the evil businesswoman head of the corporation. Um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is a cowboy talking uh, federal agent. Um, it's just they're just full of stereotypes, um, and so I was very bored.
0: Yeah, no, I I totally agree with you, and I mean. Honestly, I kind of expected that from the script because the game itself, like when you get there is no story to the game. It's you. You're a monster. You destroy buildings. That's the game. So like the fact that they tried to flesh out a script for this, like it just right from the get go. I was already on the fence of how this would be because it is a video game movie and we have yet to have a really solid video game movie. Yeah, you were looking and at
1: the list every, of game game movies yeah, and what on it's what the score on Rotten Tomatoes was.
0: Yeah, like Tomb Raider, as in a couple of weeks ago, Tomb Raider is like the best reviewed video game movie of all time. And that's at like forty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> so, there's, so, like, so there's
1: nothing over fifty percent.
0: <laughs> no, there's nothing over fifty percent. And I think this is like already at forty seven or forty eight percent. So like this isn't gonna be it. And like Every year, every time one of these movies comes out, I always say beforehand, "It's like, okay, this is going to be the movie. This is going to be the movie that breaks the curse. This is going to be the good video game movie, finally. Like, I said that with Assassin's Creed because I thought that would be it. I said that with Tomb Raider because I thought that would be it. I I don't think I said it for this one because I was already on the fence about this one not being that great. So, but it's just like, oh my God, like, I was just so bored because like there was not a lot of action. Like all the trailers have, you know, the, the, the animals destroying the city, you know, destroying Chicago in the trailer. Like that's the highlight of all the trailers and stuff. But like that doesn't happen until the very end until the third act. And so everything out, everything leading up to that is just so boring. Um, with the exception of, like, there are a couple of scenes between The Rock and George that are good, that are funny. Like, they have good chemistry together. Um, I did, like, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's scenes. He seems like the only one who's at, who was actually, like, having fun on set and stuff and just embraced the absurdity of the whole film. Um, he's basically Negan from The Walking Dead. He's basically Negan in this movie. Like, complete with the lean and everything, so... He's great in it, but everything is. Everything else is just so exhausting. And you're just like, I just want to see monsters destroy things, and it just doesn't deliver.
1: So, eye-rolling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> where to begin on that? Like, well, I
1: know, where I want to begin is, so, uh, of the three animals, which is a wolf, an alligator, and... A, a great ape. Which is of the three is the larger? It's the ape. But when they all, when these three animals in, inhale the serum, the the wolf and the alligator are far bigger than George is. And not only that, the the alligator and the wolf develop new capabilities. Like the alligator gets um, kind of gills and gets uh, a an, a scaly armor. Um, and, a, and a tail that's got, um, um, like, almost like a, a mace. Um, and then the wolf can develops, like, porcupine quills and can throw the quills at people and kill them.
0: And, and fly.
1: And, 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 fl- and fly, yes. Because <laughs> he, he has developed, like, like, a flying squirrel has developed these, his skin is stretched out. But George doesn't get anything new. He's he's still no. the same. He's just bigger, but he's still not big. Not as big as the other two. I just thought that was that's for the first thing that just threw me. There's so many things in this film.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just it is over the top, ridiculous, um,
1: and it's so badly like, thought out.
0: Yeah, that's the thing is that it just jumps from one moment to the next, and like you really don't get a sense of time in this thing because like at one moment they're racing to stop. The uh, all the creatures from moving to Chicago and so like they're out in the middle of the wilderness trying to, you know, the government is putting up their one last stand and then all of a sudden it cuts to Chicago that's like already half on fire because of them and so like it's in the middle of them causing destruction in Chicago, like that's the next scene and you're just like, what? What just happened? Like, how did we get from that to this? And like The pacing is just so off in everything. And then just, you know, talk about ridiculous scenes. Um, I think we should even just talk about it just because I don't care if it's a spoiler or not. It's just the most absurd scene I think I've seen in, in the past, I don't even know how many years of films I've seen, where The Rock and Naomi Harris ride down a building in a hel- in a broken helicopter as the building is falling as they basically fall with the building because the helicopter is just is just enough to give them enough lift apparently it's just it is the most absurd scene I've seen <laughs> it's like I was I could not roll my eyes any harder at that scene it's just absolutely ridiculous
1: there's a lot of those in this movie. And I don't want to give too much away, but there there's a scene near the end of the film that you're just like, all all they have to do is just turn off this device and things would the building wouldn't go down because the animals would go away. And nobody thinks to just turn off the device.
0: No. I mean, it's just... It doesn't make sense. And I get, like, there are those movies that like okay you just got to throw everything out the window you know it's just a crazy hollywood blockbuster with just a lot bunch of action and stuff but rampage i think it it takes itself too seriously at times to to go that pure action route and even then like it just doesn't it doesn't work on any level, you know, it doesn't work as an action movie. It doesn't work as you know an over-the-top blockbuster. It's just dull in every aspect.
1: And, it, and it's also, it, you know, it's another one of the uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson's movies where he's an indestructible. Um, he gets <laughs> shot in the stomach, and then they, then there's like twenty more more minutes of action with him trying to stop the animals, and you're just like. And right at the, end, at the end of the movie, it's like nobody even looks to say, hey, dude, you've been shot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was hoping like when that happened, I was hoping they would give him the serum and we would get a 50 foot tall The Rock fighting these monsters. Because if that happened, this film would be getting like a five out of five from me <laughs> because that would have been amazing. But unfortunately that didn't happen. It's just it's just a normal rock.
1: So I'm assuming you're giving Jeffrey Dean Morgan the, for the best performance.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm I am giving Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Um I had a lot of fun with his character as as absurd as he was, you know, like they don't I have no idea why he was so gung-ho about cowboys and stuff like that doesn't make sense. But just, you know, to see him In something that isn't Walking Dead. Even though he's playing Negan again. It was just. It was entertaining. Because he's always entertaining. And like I. As much as I love The Rock. And I feel he does bring that charisma to like all his films. Like this one. It just. It didn't feel like it was there for this one. I don't know what it was. But it just. With him at least. It didn't. It didn't have that same charisma that you see in everything else.
1: So my, how about you? Uh, my best performance I think is, is actually George, mm.
0: George, <laughs> George. <Day> Who's <laughs> who was the,
1: um, because I, uh, because, motion of, capture for that. Yeah, because he, of the, 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 the scenes at the beginning of the film with, with, uh, Dwayne Johnson are really well done. And it actually is the highlight of the film. Um, there's a it's a great scene. There's a great scene at the beginning when we first meet George, where um, Dwayne uh, his, his character Davis is taking some some students into actually into the gorilla exhibit, um, and George um, uh, plays a practical joke on on everybody, and um, it's it's just a lot of fun, and frankly. In this movie, the George Shore is more in motion than anybody else in this film. That's true. And my my worst performance is is Maylene Ackerman who plays Claire. She's the head of the corporation that's trying to do the serum. I mean, now i granted her lines are just horrible. This dialogue in this film is just ghastly. But I just didn't get her her performance she just seemed really wooden to me.
0: Yeah. I didn't, I wasn't a fan of Naomi Harris, you know, like her character was just all over the place. Like by the end of the film, they tried to do this whole love, you know, relationship between her and Dwayne Johnson. And like, that just doesn't fit at all. It was just, it was so weird and so awkward and just, I, I wasn't like, she didn't do anything. She kept. She kept saying, like, oh, yeah, I helped develop this. I can help cure it and blah, blah, blah. But, like, honestly, she didn't do anything. Like, at one point, it's absolutely hilarious. And this is more about the script than the acting itself. But, um, so, like, she used to work for the the corporation, but then she got fired. And it's been, like, two years or something. And so, like, there, her and The Rock are going to, trying to break into the corporation to to figure out how to fix George and, you know, stop this all from happening. And so, like, they're in the building and stuff, and, like, she's trying to get in one of the doors, and she actually, like, uses the thumbprint scanner to see if she can, like, get access to the lab kind of thing. I was like, why are you even showing that in the film? Like, thankfully, it doesn't let her, like, it's still locked. It doesn't let her in, but it was like, why would you even put that in the film? Like, everybody knows it's not gonna work. Like, it was just the most absurd scene to me in the whole film. And like that, like that goes back to the eye rolling. Like you're constantly rolling your eyes at this movie because of how ridiculous some of these scenes are. Um, Atlanta recognition. We actually, this was actually filmed here and in Chicago. So um, there is some Atlanta recognition um, for me, at least. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I, I recognize zoo Atlanta, you know, it did film uh, a lot at zoo Atlanta, um, especially in the beginning, you know, that's where the zoo is and that's where George and the rock are. So it's, it's supposed to be take place in San Diego, and then it moves to Chicago for the uh the big finale but um there was a little bit of a sh- little bit of Atlanta
1: this is not set in Atlanta once again yeah so overall
0: on the official atlas scale what would you rate it mike
1: um uh a and a half of a t yeah
0: 1.5 yep. that is exactly where i was was headed you know it is it is not a great movie i just it didn't is, i didn't
1: have fun with it and that's what you're supposed to have with monster movies you're supposed to have yeah. fun with, with big yeah. giant monsters that are destroying stuff and i i think filmmakers forget that they they want to make a serious film you know they want to keep everything straight and it should be fun it's a giant monster destroying a city have fun yeah. with it
0: I mean, shoot, there was almost a scene like ripped straight from uh, King Kong, you know, when he when George kind of knocks the crocodile with like the whatever the piece of building or something that 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 scene almost like exactly mimicked the one from the Kong movie. And it was just like, I wish it would have gotten to the whole Chicago city destruction stuff quicker because I think that would have made it a better movie.
1: Yeah. They, they. I mean, it's an hour and 47 minutes and it feels like it's an hour and 47 minutes. Um, yeah. I started, yeah. I started looking at my watch about when there was about probably about 45 minutes left thinking, Oh, it should be about only 30 minutes mm. and we had 45.
0: But yeah, maybe one day we'll finally get a good video game movie.
1: I don't, I don't have any hope. Our track record is not good.
0: Yeah. No. Not good at all. Oh, well, if if you're looking to see something this weekend, go see A Quiet Place. Because that movie is a fantastic.
1: Yep. Or if you want to go see a raunchy comedy, go see um, Blockers. Yeah. So just just go go
0: back in time to last week. Or if you're in Atlanta, go, go to
1: the Atlanta Film Festival because you'll find something that you'll like. So they yeah. have over 200 films playing
0: yep yep that's that's where we'll be so um yeah in the coming weeks we're gonna have a lot of atlanta film festival content um we'll have we'll probably do some reviews we'll have some red carpet interviews some other interviews and we'll just hopefully when emma's back no longer sick she we'll be able to all talk together about our experience at the Atlanta Film Festival. And this,
1: this is the first time in years that Emma's going to be actually in town for the <laughs> Atlanta Film Festival. She's almost always has been out of town. Yeah. And by the way, she is a um, she is a juror on uh, the documentary shorts. Um, so she's actually um, being judging some of the films that are playing at the Atlanta Film Festival.
0: Yeah. So knock on wood, hopefully she will be feeling better by the time things begin so um next week we will have reviews of i feel pretty and super troopers 2. so be on the lookout for those um in addition mike has an interview with uh amy schumer for i feel pretty that he will talk about
1: yep it was a um, it was a fun fun uh interview um so i uh, um I really like Amy Schumer I like her I've liked her comedy um, and um, some of her films not all of them but some of them yeah Um, and uh, so it was a lot of fun to interview her and this this movie um, it's getting some pretty good word of mouth so uh, we'll let you know about it uh, next week cool well that
0: about does it for this week's episode Um, if you like us Be sure to leave us five-star rating on iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to us. We would greatly appreciate that. Um, Thank you for listening to the Atlas Podcast. Once again, I am Matt Rodriguez, the owner and chief editor of ShakeFire.com.
1: And I'm Mike McKinney with LastOneToLeadTheTheatre.com and ATLCW.tv. And we will see you next week. Or we'll see you at the Atlanta Film Festival.